Hello, I know what you're hearing, but I swear to God, this isn't another ASMR episode. But I wanted to give a quick warning before the episode starts that there was some sort of annoying noise in the very beginning. And I think it goes until like minute three. So don't like skip this episode because it's very fun. We talk about um, how Andrew's old and stuff. So I swear to God that stops. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of Dating or At Least Trying. My name is Alex, and today I am joined by the wonderful... Uh, Andrew Dyer. <laughs> Who are you? What is your story? Oh, man. Um, how long is each episode? <laughs> I got mean, about, give like a brief, like, an hour. like a LinkedIn summary of your... <laughs> Oh, who well. you are. Well, not professional, but like that length, you know? Okay, sure. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a reporter, San Diego <laughs> Union Tribune. I, uh, I, went to, I went to college with you. Yes. Uh, we were on the paper together. Yeah. Um, common theme among your guests. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's true. I, I only uh, have like one <laughs> group of friends. Um, I am kind of uh, the odd person in our friend group. Because I'm considerably older old. than everyone else. You're about else. to be forty. I'm. I am uh, officially still not forty. Um, I'm happy to announce today on this podcast, uh, not forty yet. Are you forty November thirtieth or something? And, you know, it's not important. <laughs> but um, suffice to say, uh, it's coming. <laughs> But yeah, you saw I had this whole like previous life. Mm-hmm. I was in the, the Navy for about 10 years mm-hmm. and um, now I'm not. Mm-hmm. And as my first Gen X guest. Please don't. Oh, golly. Did you prepare any notes? Or, like, what do you, do you mean? have a list of questions? I never prepare. Oh, okay. I just go off of it. Okay, I don't identify as Gen X. I, I do reject that label. Um, I feel like Gen X is a little before my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, although like I get a month in trouble before your time. You know, it's not important. The 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 granular. Uh, you know, the people who determine these generations, they can't even agree. You can go. That's fair. Some people think I'm a um, Gen Z. So. I've, uh, you may be surprised to hear, but I've looked into this mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they're all across the board. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, uh, Pew Research uh, says, you know, millennials begin in 1980, mm-hmm. 82, something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, different organizations pin into different years. Right. Uh, the Nielsen Ratings Organization, <laughs> they've got a pretty early one for millennials. It goes like all the way back to like 77. I feel um, like this is a bit you do. It's really funny. <laughs> I'm just trying to feel young. I'm almost 40. So. Honestly, okay. And like, I've I've told you this before, but when I first met you, I thought you were like 25. Like, I knew you were older because mm-hmm. when I met you, I was probably like 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. But like, I really didn't think you were, and not that you're old, like 40 is the new like 21, but. I mean, it's. it's it's 40. I mean, come on now. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you what happens to your body as you approach 40. Like, yeah, what happens? Like there's, it's not 25. It's not the new nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, like, you got to like mm-hmm. heave and roll yourself out of bed <laughs> as opposed to like, like that sit up that you might do when you're young. Like... 
Now I'm like getting some momentum on the back roll and then like using the springs to like <laughs> propel myself out of the bed. Uh, yeah, guys, that's just one of the many differences. Oh my god. Okay, well, let's start to go into dating. Well, this is very fun to talk about your age. But so obviously, so you're married, you've been married for a while, but what was dating like when you were my age? Well, um... Because this was what? Oh, uh, How many it, years ago? Uh, you're 22? Yeah, 23. You're 23. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when I was 23, mm-hmm. it was 2003. Oh my god, okay. I was in the Navy. I lived in uh, Japan in 2003. Yeah. Um, dating was not happening for me yeah. at that time. Well, you know, eh, kind of. It was different because, like, when you're over, the, in, over there, like... You're dating, uh, you know, mostly Japanese girls, mm-hmm. and there's a whole like other like facet to dating because you have this language barrier mm-hmm. and uh, cultural differences. Um, so, but you know, it wasn't altogether unlike like we didn't have dating apps. Yeah, which was I can't even fathom not having like dating apps and sliding into someone's DMs and like oh, flirting let me tell on you, social if media. If we want to roll back the clock a little more like 1999, yeah. 2000, like we had Yahoo Messenger. Okay. Like, like you had your friends list. So some people used AIM. Mm-hmm. I was a Yahoo Messenger person. And so like <laughs> You you could you could DM people okay, on so Yahoo it's, Messenger. It's really not that much different. You just don't have the you didn't have the the mobile phone like you didn't mm-hmm. have the smartphone and the ability right. to to connect on the go. Like you'd have to you'd both be sitting at a computer in like a dark room or something <laughs> lonely and. You know. So would you equate like the AIM and the Yahoo Messenger to like Snapchat nowadays? Because now I feel like especially like younger people it seems because I don't relate to it as much but like people like two or three years younger than me I feel like that's the first mode of communication with someone you're interested in if you see like a cute guy or a cute girl or whatever you're like oh what's your snapchat so would you equate it to that or was it like you needed to know someone more in order to add them on AIM? I think for 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 me specifically it never was like that because when I was in high school we weren't on those uh communication mm-hmm. uh, yahoo lists and I really at least for, for me and my friend group, it didn't take off until like right after we had graduated. Like we were okay. like 19 years old, 20 years old on these messenger apps. Mm-hmm. So, but at that time when AIM and, and messenger were the main communication tools for teens, mm-hmm. it was very common for like a friend group in junior high or high school to have, you know, you'd, you'd be on messenger with, with all your, your people and yeah. you'd, you'd Communicate that way. Okay. Wait, so then what was dating like in high school for you? Oh, man. Because um, uh, you definitely dated in high school. I feel like I've heard stories. Yeah, I had I had a girlfriend for a little while. Um, it was just, it was just you know, you, you meet somebody at school, you start talking to them, and then, like, a lot of phone calls. Yeah. You know, I had my clear plastic uh, phone. <laughs> you could see all the components. And when I was like 14 or 15, like my, my, they had to get me my own phone line. So yeah. like I could be on the phone with, with girls all night. Like, Wait, so how long would you talk on the phone with a girl oh you liked? God. 
I hate that, by hours. the way. We, like, we'd be on the phone for like two hours. What would you talk about? I mean, oh, it must have been the dumbest shit. I can't remember. But, it, I mean, it wasn't anything yeah. interesting. Just, I don't know. You just wanted to have that connection to somebody, so you stay on the phone. And there's the whole, like, cheesy, like, falling asleep on the phone together and stuff. Like, that was a, a thing. Like, so is that how you know you're, like, serious with someone? Or would you do that, like, on a first first phone call date? Oh, yeah. You do that on a first phone call date, whatever. <laughs> Wait, so would someone bring it up? Would someone be like, oh, my God, I'm so tired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get off the phone. It's not, but like that was a. Oh, you wouldn't actually. It was like a whole like in the eighties and the Mm nineties. Like a big part of teen culture was always being on the phone. Yeah, that was a thing. Like if you watch a sitcom or a movie, like if there was like a teenage girl in the house, they'd always be on the phone. Yeah, the line would be stretched like from the kitchen to their bedroom. Like that was a big like joke about teenagers back right. then just always being on the phone and, and that's and, so weird to yeah. me so now because i hate phone calls personally do you like phone calls because that's what you grew up with i i like like if like if when i'm driving i mm-hmm. prefer a phone call well yeah i would hope so <laughs> or if like i need an answer quick like yeah. like i called you because i didn't want to get a ticket in the parking lot right and i was building. like oh why is he calling me right right and now i knew that i was like she's not gonna answer because i'm calling she's probably like why is this guy calling me he could text me but like i needed i needed to communicate more than i was willing to like <laughs> type out with my thumb so hence the phone call yeah see i still feel like if it's too long of a story i'll do an audio message <laughs> I'm like mm. any sort of Phone, like phone calls are so awkward for me. I get so uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. Daisy said, like the other day, I was calling to see if my gift card had enough like money on it, and Daisy watched me as I did it, and I my whole body tensed up. I hate phone calls so much. Like even FaceTime, like FaceTime's okay, but like I would rank it like in person, then like texting, then like a big drop off, then like FaceTime, then a big drop off, then phone calls. FaceTime. I mean, see that Face. I mean. Ugly people, we don't we, like. I'm not about to like push my big ass face on somebody's screen. Can you imagine like clicking accept and then like my nostrils are like flaring? Oh like, hey, it's so nice to see you. Like, I don't get it. Like, I see people walking around in public on, on FaceTime. Like, what are you doing? Wait, so you've never FaceTime? Uh, you have an Android also, to be mm-hmm. fair. So you can't. Um, it's got Skype and whatever on it. Like, I can... Is that why you got an Android to avoid <laughs> FaceTiming? No, no, I just, I, you know, it's a better operating system. Than iOS, that's all. How, but don't you, don't you have FOMO? You would be in my group chats if you could be. You but, got, I got group chats. But I don't want them to be phone. green because then you can't remove people at your ease, you know? I don't know, because sometimes my friends on iPhones, they'll, like, do an emoji like to, like, a comment in the group chat. And on my end, it looks like, oh, come on. Like, it puts it, like, as another message. Yes. Like, you ruin group chats. Oh, my gosh. It says, like, Alex emphasize, and then, like, a text. That's how it works. It's You can't. you got to switch to iPhone. I had an iPhone before. When? Oh, like, 2013. <laughs> well, they weren't that cool then. They're not that cool now. I don't know. It's popular culture. Wait, so then how was it getting your first cell phone, like, in terms of dating? 
Or were you with your wife then? Um, it was – so I think, like, for me, this, like, period where, like, you're, like, dating or serial dating right. is, like, I, I didn't really get that because when I was uh, – before I joined the military, I, I wasn't really uh, – uh, I, I was poor. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really uh, in an attractive financial position um, to really uh, people to be interested in like coming over to my trailer like <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody wanted to drive down the dirt road <laughs> to hang out oh that's not true there were but some 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 girls did but it wasn't it wasn't it, it wasn't a good showing yeah really. it, and and so which is a big part of why I left you know right um, but um, when I was in school in Pensacola, my first school in the Navy, mm-hmm. I was I was stuck there for like nine months on that base. Right. And I did not have a vehicle, so that pretty much booted me completely out of the dateable men pool. Mm-hmm. So on that base, you say you've got a thousand sailors, uh, twelve hundred sailors, uh, two hundred of them are women, mm-hmm. one thousand of them are, are men. Mm-hmm. So you've got – it's a numbers game at that point. So is everyone trying to ride. date within the base? I mean, you don't have a ride. I mean, <laughs> that's who you see. That's who you're hanging out with at the bar. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was tough to compete in that kind of – Did you see any of the 200? Oh, I dated a couple of girls. The culture in the military, like – you have a real like male dominated outlook on on everything, right? And right. Even when it comes to dating, and um, I think it was really tough for the the women. Uh, oh yeah, for on, sure. On the base, and uh, because a lot of a lot of the guys had that kind of attitude, mm-hmm. like um, where you know uh, they went out with so and so, then right. so and so. But uh, it's such a transient like base, so like most. People are only there for a few months, mm-hmm. and so it's just always rotating. It wasn't really a good atmosphere, I guess, to, like... Right. I mean, there were, like, all of these stories about, like, A-school romances and people who got married out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those end in divorce, but... Really? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, a big yeah. joke in the military, like, you, you, your first marriage... <laughs> oh like, my god! I mean, it's just why it's do you think a, that is? Because people join the military very young, right? Um, there are financial incentives to getting married, mm-hmm. so people marry very young, and it's a stressful job, a mm-hmm. lot of relocation, right? And you know, you you don't figure out who you are until later in life, really. So mm-hmm. um, I think that. All of that stress affects how long these relationships last, but yeah. it wasn't a really good place to date. Um, I mean, and I mean, me not having a car uh, left me uh, wanting. Yeah, in that department. So, uh, do you do you think a lot of the men were looking for like very serious relationships, no. or was it okay? No. Yeah, it's very fratty. Mm-hmm. It's very because you. I mean, it's all college age people, right? Who didn't go to college or they they wouldn't be there in the first place right so it's the same kind of like college atmosphere right where the parties you rent hotel rooms and you go and have a big party and yeah 
but yeah that's it, so interesting do you yeah. think like because you said it's very like um the mindset was very male centric and everything do you think a lot of people went in with that mindset or do you think it was because of the atmosphere yeah it's whatever you whoever you were like before you join um once you go through boot camp and you start your school you're 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 it's an indoctrination process mm-hmm. and you start adapting and adopting the 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 culture and if the dominant culture is one of you know uh sexism mm-hmm. and uh attitudes towards sex that are very uh, i i mean i would say toxic right definitely um you know of course when i'm 22 mm-hmm. um I don't know anything about toxic masculinity. I don't know anything about like, um, I don't know. I don't even know how to have a girl that's my friend without trying to like sleep with her. Like I'm totally ill-equipped to to be a human being at at this point in my life. So, so So when, when did your mindset change? Cause how long were you in the military? 10 years. Okay. So when do you feel like you started to like evolve into the person you are now? I mean, it's always a process. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I always felt like something was wrong or Mm -hmm. something, or something about this. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like I couldn't quite, you know, uh, put my finger on it. I wasn't really, I didn't have the the tools Mm -hmm. to like, uh, figure out what it was that bothered me about the culture or about my own behavior, um, inside that system. Um, but I think what going uh, overseas and living in Japan was really a big, uh, a big thing that change changes your uh, your perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you're in a different country, you're exposed to new ideas, new people, uh, and it really makes you kind of question all of the kind of assumptions that you you know. I used to be one of these people that was, you know, I was from Texas and mm-hmm. oh, Texas is the greatest, you know, it's, you know, everybody is jealous of Texas and the rest of this country and, you know, and then you get outside of that bubble and you're like, well, things are a lot more complicated right. than that. So, um, I, I think living overseas was a big, uh, part of that, um, figuring out like, okay who who am I really and who was I just kind of pretending to be in that bubble, that cultural bubble that I came from. Right, definitely. Okay, do you have any stories from, like, back then that you're willing to share? Like, what kind of story are Wild, you insane, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, like, are you talking... Because I've definitely heard stories from you. I just don't know what you're willing to share. but any very interesting stories would love to hear I mean there was I think that period of time you know the 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 just the the culture in the military and and in Japan Mm -hmm. um I don't think we were we were very good ambassadors Mm -hmm. a lot of the time because you do have this real kind of frat bro mentality right um it's a lot of my friends and people I knew were um, pretty awful to mm-hmm. to women. Yeah, um, definitely. And um, I wouldn't. I wasn't like a person that would. You know, I was always uh, like I wasn't like I would have girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Right, I wouldn't like just 
kick a girl to the curb right after she spent the night or something but that was something that a lot of people did do yeah i was like a serial like like i always wanted to like have a girlfriend yeah i I wasn't really into like just hooking up like if we hooked up once and i'm like okay you're my girlfriend now like i wasn't (laughs) like I, i was not like equipped to like just just like let it let it go yeah like like this means something right like (laughs) so how would you like bring it up to people because this is similar to what we were talking about off the record but like how how do you even because i don't get how relationships happen you don't get how they happen no not really because it's so different and i don't know if it was always like this back then but it's like now it's like you date from someone for a while before realizing you want something exclusive with them and so on and so forth so like was it different back then and then how was it for you because obviously you wanted it right away how would people react to that i mean most oh you know there was one girl that i dated that i was pretty sure was like like okay yeah sure we're together Mm -hmm. and then like just doing whatever the other six nights of the week like Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that was one thing that that happened but you know whenever um like when i met my wife you know we just we met and we started like hanging out like oh you want to hang out tonight Mm -hmm. let's go do this let's go she'd be like oh i want to go to this restaurant. I know you're probably going to like it. So we, we go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like something that we f- you forced to happen. Right. Like, we just both, like, after we met, we just both wanted to, like, do everything together. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, like we were dating or we, we set dates. It'd be much more like, okay, we got, let's go do this, let's go do this. Mm-hmm. And um, that it evolved from there. Mm-hmm. So... I think that, like, for you, like, for one, yeah, I don't know how, like, you said you don't know how relationships happen. Yeah, like, it's very interesting to me because I feel like with some people, and this is based on myself, my personal experience plus other people's experiences as well, I feel like sometimes it's, like, almost understood that, like, you're only seeing each other. But then in other cases, it's like, okay, like, you're still dating around, you're still figuring it out, blah, 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 whatever. And I don't know, that's just very interesting to me. So I wondered if it was always like that, because now, obviously, with dating apps and with everything like that, there's so many options out there Mm -hmm. that it's like you don't close that conversation always. But you... You can because, like, okay, so if you go out with somebody mm-hmm. and you don't ever want to see them again, mm-hmm. like, it's very easy to not ever see them again. Right. Right? So if you go out with that person uh, several times, mm-hmm. clearly you want to to see them. Right. So at some point, mm-hmm. there's going to be, like, a, a tipping point where, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, you're just not either – you're going to want that to end mm-hmm. or you're not going to want to see other people anymore. Right. Like, so there's like these two things that can happen. Like either you want to keep dating around and, and using the apps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, you know what? I really don't want to hang out with anybody but you. So, yeah. Like wh- why, why go through all, all of this? Um, and you know, you'll, you'll know it mm-hmm. even when that happens. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do I do uh, I do have concerns about the, the future of your your podcast. <laughs> what do you mean? 
I mean, it's called dating, or at least trying. Yeah, but say... Like, a relationship, I mean, gosh, what's that going to do to your content? What kind of content to are you going to have? To be fair, we just had a whole 20 minutes talking about you and your dating. I guess. I mean, I I tried to avoid talking about it. <laughs> 20 minutes of me, like, dodging your question. No, you realize yeah. it, people say I talk a lot. You talk more than I talk. I only know like three people that talk more than I do, and you are one of them. <laughs> Avoiding the questions, <laughs> I think I asked like two. <laughs> you talked for <laughs> But I, I, but I know yeah. I know what you're really interested in is like how dating was different whenever I was young, yeah, and to how young people date today, mm-hmm. and. I don't think it was that different. Okay. I think you just have it. You have it much easier today. Mm. Like back then, I had to like get dressed <laughs> and go to some fucking club. Like with music I may or may not like. Uh-huh. With like people with like B.O. and like $10 drinks and like try to have a conversation with somebody I thought looked good. Right. Only to get... 20 minutes in and find out they're a complete idiot or they're a complete Wait, whatever. 20 minutes, you can know faster than 20 minutes. Not if it's loud because you're like got to <laughs> yell back and forth. You don't know. You okay, know. I guess that's fair. So, so like it was awful. Like mm-hmm. you could spend, you know, one night, several nights mm-hmm. like trying to meet some person, one person. Right. Ah, but then MySpace came along <laughs> Oh, okay. Damn. How did MySpace change the game? Oh, let me tell you. It was like uh, it was like going to the Walmart of like girls that live around you. Like you would just type in your geographic location, and people would pop up, and they'd have like profiles of people who lived. Like if you wanted to see uh, like Yokohama, uh-huh. I was because I was in Japan, so you could search girls in Yokohama from the age of twenty to twenty six. Whole bunch of profiles would pop up. Yeah, and. You know, um, and, and it's been obviously a very long time since I used MySpace, mm-hmm. but there was no, like, like, everybody's DMs were open. You could DM anybody. Yeah. So, like, it was, uh, you know, change the game. Wait, so that's literally how dating is now. Like, what, everything you just described, yeah. because either you're on the apps, which would be the equivalent of MySpace, or you're not, which would be the equivalent of you going to clubs, which would be the co- equivalent of us going to, like... I don't know, like a yeah. bar or something. So it, it was great because, I mean, I'd be sitting there like on the ship, like I'm on duty, I can't leave, and I'd just be like. <laughs> so what messages would you send on MySpace? This is wild, actually. I didn't know my, because I knew MySpace, obviously, like people would communicate with people and people would get catfished. Well, and before that, MySpace, what was there? Um, there was one Craigslist. called, fa- there was one called oh. Face Party. Face that, Party. Face Party that we what used to use. What was that? It was, it was like a. It was like MySpace, Facebook. It was, I think it was uh, from the UK, but it was like, yeah. like there was a lot of people in Japan using it. It was another just social media, social networking site where you have a profile page mm-hmm. and your basic stats and your picture and you can message people. Yeah. Set your location. Um, and before that, it was hot or not. So we, we, for, this is just my experience. We went from okay. hot or not because mm-hmm. you could message people. Yeah. So hot or not was what was that? You just someone would pop up and you'd be like, "Ooh, they're hot or ooh, they're not." Yeah. So fun. that's literally Tinder. But then, like, we'd be on the ship and you'd be like, "There, you'd be like, 
you'd find like somebody that was on the ship, like on Hot or Not. Like you could put your own shit on Hot or Not and and see how well you scored. Yeah, I, I may I may have uploaded. So you saw your score? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. You could upload your own photo and. And was it just one photo, or was it a whole, whole profile? You know, this was we're talking two thousand four here. Yeah. So I well, can't remember. remember exactly, but I feel like you would put one picture up. Yeah. And like you could see if people. How you, how what you was scored? your score? I, I can I can't remember. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't good. good. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be like a percentage or like out of ten. I mean, whenever uh, you know, I was I was I, I thought I was decent. I was okay. I was all right. <laughs> was this when you had? Didn't you have blonde tips? <laughs> this, this I was before. No, no, I I was skinnier there, so that. <laughs> Does wonders. Uh. Wait, did you have a beard then? No, you kind of have a beard in the Navy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You had like a buzz cut and everything? Yeah. Oh, like that's a, so weird. I, I can't like a imagine. thumb. There's <laughs> like everybody in the military. I can't imagine you do, like, looking oh, yeah. like that. Oh. That's so weird. You're a very hairy person, so I couldn't even... I couldn't imagine all that. <laughs> Wait, that's so interesting. Okay, so MySpace, like, you, what messages would you send, though, to people? Oh, usually you, like, break the ice. Like, yeah. Because, like, we all had, like, our intro song on MySpace. So, so like, what was yours? you remember? Like, Taking Back Sunday was, like... What's that? Sing it. It's, like, a band, like, emo band. Oh, okay. I thought it was a song. No, it's, like, a band. So you wanted, like, other people that had emo music. Was that attractive to you? Or if they had, like, Britney Spears, were you like, oh... Well, it was, like, it was, like, a, a, a foot in the icebreaker, right? Yeah. Oh, you're into this... This music too. Yeah. And we're like, haha, we're so yeah. emo. XP. Yeah. yeah. Like, like my bang. I like your bangs. <laughs> I really love the way they cover one of your eyes. Wait, forever. is that actually what you would say, or would you like? Go no, I'm making. Like... I'm making fun of emo. Right? <laughs> but you're you were emo, so you can't make fun of it that hard because that's what you did. No, I mean, what was it called? Take back the night. Taking back Sunday. Taking back night. Sunday. Okay. They're on tour right now. Twentieth, twentieth uh, anniversary. Tour. Are you still a fan? I mean, I listened to uh, their first album uh, within the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It holds up pretty well, actually. Um, a lot better than a lot of the music from then did. And not pop music that lives up. But it is pop music. That's the thing. Oh. Emo is. I mean. All music. Is so fun. is it like Panic really? at the Disco style? They're emo, right? No. Like Good Charlotte? No. No. Oh, they're no. not emo? No. Is no, it they wake, did... me up, wake Me Up when September ends? Is I think very emo. I would think they um they they're appropriating emo culture. <laughs> In what way? In their look. The <laughs> eyeliner. But you the, don't think the, the sound is emo. It's definitely not. There's actually a website. It's called Is This Emo? And you can type in the name of a band and the website will tell you whether or not they're emo. I want to go on and be like, Big Time Rush. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's so interesting. So emo people are very, like, particular about... Because what's the sound of an emo? Like, because I swear, Wake Me Up When September Ends is very emo. I, like, when I listen to it... It's a ballad, but it's it's pure pop music. I mean, all of this is pop music. Emo's pop music. It's all pop. Right. But uh, Green Day, I mean... Green Day started in the 90s as like a punk band, East Bay, you know, Northern California uh, punk music for sure. Right. Um, their early catalog, Kerplunk and <laughs> the the Slap Happy Hours, whatever album. I, I don't know. I had all this stuff. But, you know, after Doogie, they really went pop and mainstream. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, some people like that. But when September ends, I think is defined as a ballad. Okay. Uh, it's emotional, but it's not emo. Yeah, but isn't emo short for emotional? Yes, but as a subgenre of yeah. pop music, it's got rigid, rigid like rules. It's not like screamo though. Well, screamo is a subset of emo. Oh, so there's different categories right. even within right. the category. Right. Oh, that's a lot. See, yeah. <laughs> I just stick to Ariana Grande. I mean, it's gone now. Yeah. I mean, everybody everybody who would have uh, started an emo band mm-hmm. is a SoundCloud rapper now. <laughs> no, well, no, like, seriously. Like, are you serious? Oh, yeah. Like, like, like Mac Miller. Like, these guys would have been... Mac Miller wasn't SoundCloud. But I mean, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, Wasn't he like pop? Emo. Wait, so wait. Rap. So, like, so emo is not even like. So emo's more rap. Because aren't SoundCloud I think, all rap? Right. So and anybody who. Like XXX. So, so, whatever. so these kind of sensitive mumble rappers, the mm-hmm. shoegazy rap stuff. Right. Like 20 years ago, those guys would have started bands. Yeah. But because of where pop music is right now, they're all, you know. Rapping, and they're all doing. You know, they have. We have different technology now. You can produce your own sound. Yeah. You know, twenty years ago, you had to find a bunch of people who could play instruments to produce sound. Yeah. Wait, that's interesting. Oh yeah, but the songwriting and the structures of the songs. Yeah. The the arrangements, the 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 choruses, the melodies, um, that stuff. It, it actually doesn't change all that much. Mm-hmm. Like the the theory behind the music is. You know, pop music is pop music. It has a blueprint. And that's why you can have these country songs that sound like a rock song or a pop song that sounds like a punk song, kind of, because it's yeah. all, it really is all the same. Hmm, that's very intriguing. Yeah. Okay, so you're... Sorry, we are way out. We're dating... Uh, <laughs> Wait, so your type would be the emo girls. That's what you would look for. I mean, emo, punk. I mean, yeah. let me tell you, even, even now, like, it's just, it's... It's something about like the punk rock girl, the look. It's just, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> that always, was that in high school too? You felt oh, that way? Yeah, yeah. Like, That's it's so interesting. Some girl wore like a spike collar to school. I was like, damn. Damn, look at, look at, look at her spike collar. Wait, who was your celebrity crush when you were younger? <sighs> oh, man. Did I? I mean, I'm sure I had one. Yeah. Like when I was like really younger, it was like uh, Wednesday Adams, uh, <laughs> uh, the Adams Family movie. Like we were about the same age, Christina Ricci and I. So I was like, you know, given the right circumstances, <laughs> put us in the room together, like this could happen. Um Wait, that's funny. Tastes don't change, huh? Oh, and um, what's her name? She was way older than me, Mm -hmm. but um, uh, what's her name Uh, in Beetlejuice? The um, I don't know Beetlejuice. She's in she's in Stranger Things now. Winona Ryder. Oh, okay. Yeah, had a great look. Goth. She was like ten years older than me, though. I, I didn't have a chance. Is she really? She's Generation X for like, for sure. <laughs> she was in Reality Bites. That makes her like Generation X, way before my time. Wait, I thought she was like your age, honestly. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm very glad you clarified. Yeah, no problem. Any, 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 anybody else need to know um, is way older than me. I'll tell you. Like, I will make sure you know. I'm very intrigued by the MySpace thing. So. Like, because it must have gone from MySpace to, 
Like, because my, MySpace was still around. I would say it dropped off when I started high school. Then what year did you start high school? I started high school 2010. Oh, yeah. I was dead by then. Yeah. I like, mean, that's definitely... It was, like, what, dead. Because we were still using it around then, but, like, killed, it definitely dropped off. What killed MySpace uh-huh. was when uh, News Corp bought it, or, or Fox. Like, mm-hmm. the, it was sold... Uh, very smart by the, the founders. They sold it for, like, $500 million. Mm-hmm. And then it took a big old dump. That's like, crazy. But, it, like, one thing that was cool about MySpace is, like... It was very customizable, mm-hmm. so you could customize your entire like you could go into oh, the yeah. coding and like that's how like people my age learned HTML. Was I did from Neopets, pimping out our, yeah, our MySpace could, like, page, do the whole thing. Like if you cursor. had a, a dope MySpace page, it was like, damn, hey, can you do my page for me? Like, I know. I always think how weird it is. Like, I knew HTML because Neopets was the same thing. You could customize your page. And I was, like, an expert at it when but I was, like, eight. Just, I think on MySpace it just got out of control. Mm-hmm. The automatic music that would play when you go to somebody's page. Oh, I Like, sometimes, that. like, it'd be, like, some really shitty band. Yeah. Like, you'd be, like, blaring. You're like, God, this person sucks. Like, you'd be, like, scrolling on their page. Where's the mo- Where's the player? So, like, you can mute the song. Like, so. I was glad, too. I only had a MySpace, like, the last, like, maybe half a year that it was popular mm-hmm. because choosing a top eight, like if I had to do that now, I would, I think I would end friendships on accident. Like that's hard. Would you be able to do that? It was, it was easy. Wait, us. I have a question. When you were dating someone, would you put them in your top eight? Like how would you decide on that? Well, it's funny because, um, when my wife and I started dating, mm-hmm. we stopped using MySpace. Mm, okay. It, it just became point of like jealousy for each of us right uh because it, people dm you and mm-hmm. and like i mean a lot of there's a lot of navy guys in japan like yeah. trying to shout out at, at girls and i was like yeah i think that's enough were you jealous easily enough. oh yeah I was yeah really jealous, yeah <laughs> i was really jealous i mean there's like ten thousand uh single dudes yeah and they're all like Swinging for the fences, like, on every, right. every, like, it's, it's such a, <laughs> I just made a face. I know this is a podcast, but, yeah, I, I, I was, so that's when we stopped. We stopped using, I stopped using MySpace in, like, 05. Okay. So, and then I was just kind of off media until uh, it got a Facebook page in, like, 09. Yeah. That's so Facebook, weird. Facebook put the nail in MySpace. Yeah, oh, for sure, because, yeah, as soon as MySpace was done, that's when... I feel like that was around the time, too, that Facebook was open to everyone and not just college students. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's when Facebook was really big. Mm -hmm. Facebook was huge for, like, in high school, like, 2011, 2012. Like, I would get, like, 100-plus likes on a status then. (laughs) Like, that's so weird to think about. It's weird to think about, like, how much everybody used to be on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like, people used to be on Facebook. Yeah, like, you would be, like... Facebook messaging like the guy you were interested in like that's how it was that's so weird yeah but now it's like not at all I mean I I try not to log into Facebook I mean I'm yeah. logged in like permanently on all my devices but <laughs> I try not to look at it yeah I check it like once a day oh my god I but, like, check it a lot the day of like days of like scrolling down your newsfeed mm-hmm. like, the page is so it's just bloated yeah the interface is terrible it, it, there's nothing but I mean is there Something about old people on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all yeah old people now. Yeah, 
I mean, and by old, drama. I mean people my age and, and up. Um, it's all drama, though, too. Like, on Instagram, at least you're, like, looking at everyone trying to look their best. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, it's, like, I mean, Twitter is kind of depressing. But Facebook is just people fighting. Yeah, I like Twitter because, like, I'm a real cynical person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Twitter just lets, like, it's all of the cynicism I need in my day. It's like It's like a cup of coffee. Like, I need... I need uh, a little bit of nihilistic, mm-hmm. like, cynicism. It really, you know, gets me through you know, whatever whatever works. You know, I can't stand the positivity stuff <laughs> on Instagram. And uh, Facebook is just a bunch of, like, my racist neighbors complaining about kids on skateboards. Yeah, exactly. Can't stand it. <laughs> I will say Twitter, though. What I like about Twitter the best. And I would say Instagram is probably my favorite, but Twitter is very close and Twitter used to be my favorite. I like that you can connect with people in different places more easily because Instagram, like I'll follow people I don't know, but only if they're some sort of like influencer or something. But on Twitter, I'll follow random people that I don't know just because like they tweeted about Survivor once or like they said one funny joke and it popped up on my thing. So like that's why I like it. Like you kind oh, of Oh man, that's the thing. You have better. to be real careful on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like one funny joke and then you like scroll down. Well, yeah, I'll scroll first. Yeah, you gotta, gotta see, make sure. You better have about three funny jokes. If it's <laughs> exactly. just two, it's like keep trying. You gotta earn this follow. Because I'm not just following some viral teenager. Oh, I agree with that. Who, if they go viral, I won't. Who do copied it. some joke that somebody else that makes me or, so mad. I always yeah. like if I see a funny tweet now, I'll go, oh, well, like I always do this for every tweet. I'll look at the replies just because I like to see what people are saying. Because people like, always switch off of it. Oh, this yeah, was but funny the last like, time. Now that's what I call a stolen tweet or something. <laughs> like, yes. Okay, now I take my favorite away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, this is, this is it's important to vet yeah. like people's jokes because I I won't have a joke thief. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, well this has been very fun. Do you have any last stories? Any last questions for me? Anything? So what happens to <laughs> hypothetical? Hypothetical. Mm-hmm. You um, you figure out how relationships begin, <laughs> and you find yourself in one. Right. Does this podcast become like, oh, so we're shopping for uh, a matching uh, bath set today. <laughs> you think I'd be we're, someone who'd wear a matching bath set? Well, no, no. Listen, if you're cohabitating, you want to have some cute hand towels in the bathroom. You want to get that fuzzy toilet cover thing. I mean, <laughs> this is what happens. Um, this is like the next frontier of like – you're going to be, like, dating or at least trying. Then you're going to be, like, relationship or at least trying. And the trying part is, like, going to Bed Bath & Beyond on Saturdays. Or Triple B, as, as I like to, to call it. Triple B. <laughs> do you really call it? Yeah. I'm going to do that now. Um, no, this will always be dating or at least trying. Because for okay. me, and the reason I wanted to start this is because... Like, I want to be able to be open about talking about, like, dating stuff, Mm -hmm. about relationship stuff, about sex stuff, whatever. So I like having a guest who is willing to talk about things. Then I'll throw in some personal anecdotes here or there. But it's Mm -hmm. not about me. I mean, yes, it is about me. Mm -hmm. It's my podcast. Whatever. But, like, I like it to be a back and forth and not just about my dating. I mean, the thing about relationships is that once you're in the relationship, the the dates are pretty much done. What do you mean? You go on date, like... Until you have a kid and then it's like, 
oh, I'll babysit your kids so you can have a date night. <laughs> and date night, let me tell you, it's usually just like some like dinner at 5 p.m. Followed by like too many beers at the bar. An Uber ride home. And you both like fall asleep on the couch trying to watch like freaking season three of Deadwood. Like it's... <laughs> That's date night, let me tell you. How often do you go on date night? Yeah, we try to avoid it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have no proper response for that. <laughs> Season three. Um, <laughs> well, I think, yeah, like I said, I think whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I'm, I have no plans. <laughs> That's all I can say. Well, I, I look forward to, to the future of your podcast. <laughs> I do listen, by the way. What's been your favorite episode recently? Oh, gosh. I think the one, the, the two dates one was pretty fun. Oh, with Daisy? I like that one. Yeah, that one was. Awesome. I like it when Daisy's on because you guys have good chemistry and, and she's really funny. So. That's what I get very often. I like having Daisy on too. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for being a guest. It's always fun to catch up with you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me on finally. I feel like this has been a long time coming. A long time coming. My podcast launched exactly a year ago almost, October 9th okay. or think, maybe October 7th. I think we recorded our first episode like two years ago and it just... <laughs> Something just it just never happened. Yeah, wait, why did I never post it? That was on my old podcast, though, so it wouldn't even be up anymore. Right. No. <laughs> so it's okay. You didn't like it. Oh, I did We recorded like... it in the KCR studio, and we had to do, like, KCR, like, bumpers every... Oh, that's why. That makes sense. Okay, well... <laughs> memories <laughs> well thank you so much for being a guest this has been another episode of dating or at least trying my name is alex and today i was joined by andrew dyer thank you for listening bye